Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. This is The Finch Show and I am James Finch. We're talking about all things 3D printing, cosplay, and anything nerdy and rad. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Daniel. He goes by Build Daniel Build on Instagram. And he made a full-size wearable Buzz Lightyear costume, 3D printed it. Looks absolutely amazing. I saw it on Instagram. I'm like, I got to get this guy on the show. So we did it. Without further ado, here's Daniel. All right, man. So um, I guess the best place to, plus, best place to start, because one of the things about 3D printing people is that they like love to talk shop. You know, they, <laughs> they, they, they're like car people. They love to get into the specs and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So uh, if we just rewind it back, uh, where did that begin for you? So the very first time that I got into 3D printing, I was about 17, I want to say. Um, my older brother, Stefan, he, he was heavily into 3D printing in his university. And he actually gave me my first 3D printer. Um, and instead of doing like a test print, you know, a Benchy, figuring out how a printer worked, I immediately started 3D printing a helmet, like an Iron Man helmet. <laughs> um, and that dates back to when I was like 11 or 12. Uh, I had first seen Iron Man. I loved building, creating, you know, cardboard, foam, um, paper, all of that. Uh, and I've always wanted to, to just make stuff. So throughout the years, I've, I've slowly built and created uh, you know, anything that I wanted to make. And uh, once I got my printer from my older brother, it kind of like snowballed into the point where uh, I just make anything I want now. I uh, started, <laughs> started with like one, one printer that he gave me. And I've just slowly gotten to the point where uh, if, if, if I want a suit and I'm passionate for it, I, I just go for it because I love it. Like, like the Buzz Lightyear suit that I just finished. Mm-hmm. The um, how many printers you rocking right now? So I want to say, well, functional ones uh, <laughs> there there's seven functional ones there's there's a few that i've been tearing apart upgrading um but i have seven functional um mainly just creality printers and then there's there's one small resin printer um that i actually gave to my brother i gave him back a printer <laughs> so uh i gave him the resin printer um and uh so i'm gonna be getting that back later to start you know doing some resin prints um, but yeah, run about, uh, typically I'll run three to four on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really need to run seven at all times, but typically three to four. Yeah. I like the way you put that functional. Cause I think it's that way with anybody who's like super into 3d printing. Yeah. Like I had three and up until yesterday I had one functional finally got oh. another one back up and running. And I've got a third one that I'm still, you know, working on. Right. Um, that's crazy. What, uh, what all printers you got? So the first one that I got was like the, it was like a 3d printed. I don't really know the exact company, mm-hmm. but it was a 3d printed printer. Um, I then stepped it up, got the under three in like 2018. I still have it still kind of runs. I don't really use it that often. <laughs> um, and then I got two artillery sidewinders. Um, they are non-functional, I'm not the <laughs> biggest fan of them. I'll, I'll make them work, but I just, there's so much of a hassle with them that I kind of decommissioned them. And when I have more time, I'll go back and fix them. Um, but the main ones I, I run that are currently running right now, um, I have an Ender 3 that's like strictly TPU. Um, and then I have two CR10S uh, V2s and then an Ender 5 Plus, which actually the belt just snapped like two days ago. So <laughs> I, I, I just got new belts like right before, got just brand new belts. So I need to throw those belts on. Um, but yeah, those are, those are the main ones I run. The uh, 5 Plus, definitely my favorite printer. 
that's uh, that's the funny thing about uh, doing 3D printing is is like you don't have to know how a car works to drive a car. No, but, but if you're getting into 3D printing, you're going to learn to be a mechanic on those things on top of it. Right, right, and that's man, I can like strip my printers down now. Like mm-hmm. if, if there's something wrong, it's like okay, I might not exactly know what it is, but I could take it apart and put it back together. So yeah, <laughs> I got uh, back in. Um... Oh, February, I bought a CR10 Max. Okay. And yesterday, I was finally able to start my first print on it. Really? Like, right out of the box. Right out of the box. The motherboard was bad. Okay. Um, you know, wow. and Pete, I'm not going to go into it too much because people have heard me talking about the podcast, but that's like <laughs> the one crappy thing about Creality is they make great products. Their customer service is trash. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was the motherboard. And I'm like, I'm not paying for the motherboard when I literally just took it out of the box. Right. You know, and it took me like probably six weeks of emailing them back and forth because, of course, mm-hmm. they want me to try 50 million things to, you know, because they don't want to just send me a motherboard just because I said so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that was wrong. And then the BL touch sensor, there was a big touch sensor thing. There was a big issue with that. So I had to learn how to like run the thing like without the touch sensor whatsoever. And just, which once you know how to do, it's like, oh, okay, I can do that. But Mm -hmm. when you don't know, you're like, oh, crap. Now here's another thing I got to figure out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Is a primary build, you know, people um, who know you have seen your Instagram and people who Mm -hmm. don't know you, you know, go take a look, build Daniel build at Instagram. Uh, It looks like from the wall behind you, you're kind of a a helmet focus kind of fella. So that, that never was the case originally. (laughs) So the first, so I, I 3d printed, you know, like two or three Ironman helmets in, in 2018. And then I was like, all right, I gotta make a suit. Like, I had a cardboard suit when I was a kid, I had a foam suit, I needed a 3D printed suit. So I made the Mark VI, and that was my first suit I ever made. Uh, really bad quality, you know, never, didn't really know how to do much stuff, um, and that's what it was. Uh, so I did focus on on helmets when I, when I really got into it and, and started putting, you know, like making it my passion and trying my best to get the best helmets I could, um, because they're kind of like tests right you can Mm. you can try different things you don't have to worry about um, an entire suit um so back in when covid first started uh the doom suit was my first like my next suit i i drove down to my brother's place uh hung out with stefan and i played doom for like the first time i hadn't played doom before (laughs) and i beat doom in like two to three days like i that's what i did i like played doom and walking away from it i was like I need this suit. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this suit now. <laughs> so uh, I found some files and uh, I, I mashed some files together. I, I did EVA foam work for most of the body. Um, so I made I made the Doom suit and I absolutely loved it. I still love it. It's not my favorite suit anymore. Um, and then and then after that uh, is whenever I made really good connections with with some some of my best friends now. Um, Ryer Studios, James, Third Dimension Builds, Mike, Colt Cosplay. Um, uh, those guys have been, you know, like my core friends, um, then house of M design works as well. So we're like, it's our core group of like builders, but it really started off with, with just Ryro studios and third dimension builds kind of just like messaging both of them. And then one night I was like, I'm going to make a group chat. And, uh, since then, I don't think there's been a day we haven't like chatted with each other. Uh, we're like, we're all best friends. We, we, we went to Vegas together in February. Um, so, so since then, you know, just chatting with them. They're also kind of helmet focused. Um, I, I really started making helmets, but as you can see, there's like two 
that are painted the correct way or the ones that they're supposed to look like, which is like God killer and, and maybe the Mark 49 rescue. Um, I, I really just want to make like different and like weird style stuff. Um, that, that isn't, you know, the normal, um, which actually dates back to my high school, um, ceramics teacher, Mr. Kwaman. Um, he's been my, he's my best friend. He's been a huge inspiration for me because like every day in class, uh, he would come in with his crazy artwork. It's like this really beautiful, but like grotesque, like monster, like mashup. Um, but he would always, you know, like, it'd be like, well, what if you did it this way? Or like, imagine if, if this were to happen. And, and the big one was when he put Black Panther and MODOK together. Mm. It was like a really weird like mashup. And since then, I've always been like, what if I did it this way? You know, like keeping Quammons, like, you know, ideas in the back of my head. So now I have like the comic book Mark 85, the superior, the, the like Borderlands style. Like it's just, that's just a way that I can get my ideas into like an actual helmet. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And uh, since I like made these helmets, I was kind of working on my star boost um, suit, the Mark 39. And then James made the iron zombie, the Mark uh, 46 iron zombie. And I was like, I'm going to make an iron zombie as well. So we can be like iron zombie buddies. And he was absolutely cool with the idea. So we both went to Vegas as iron zombies. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I slowly transitioned um, into from like helmets to suits. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun way to express myself and, and do weird stuff, but in a in a faster way than it is to like make a whole suit. I can just like, here's a helmet I want to make. I want to see what it would look like if I did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's the great thing about 3D printing is that like, unless you were going to sit there like, you know, just cranking out like the perfect like mark 85 helmet over and over and over yep. and over again like have fun with it dude some of the some of the wild stuff that i've seen the the zombie thing is really cool that uh, yeah. both ryro and you have done um how does yeah. um how does even looking out of that thing work like <laughs> is the eye socket like somehow so you can see out of it or you just walk around like a blind man so yeah <laughs> basically um you know you can see kind of out of the eye socket when it's not like pressing against you because it's i mean you're putting a skull inside of it so it, you know the helmet is already snug mm-hmm. i my helmets I, I make sure that they're like really snug on me just because i want it to be like as close of a fit as it can but then you got to throw like another skull in there and, and make it so it fits um so like the hammer dead and Zomboost. Uh, both are wearable, but you can see fine out of the eye sockets. And but when the lights on, you can't really see out of that one. So if I have someone on like my right <laughs> side, it's hard to see. Um, but it's all fun, you know. I'm not I'm not wearing it too long, but uh huh. It, it was a great idea from from James's you know point. He was the one that really like sparked that 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 zombie kind of approach to it. And uh, a lot of people have have ran with it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where I made you know Hammerhead. And then hammer dead and then zombies now. Uh. <laughs> speaking of speaking of that whole crew, um, I have something that I hope isn't an issue. I am wearing Crocs right now. Is that a problem? Like you, you didn't have to say it, you know? You, you didn't have <laughs> you didn't have to say that. Um, but no, I don't think it'll be that much. We're we're very welcoming. Uh, but we do have the the fish flops are the superior. 
footwear. So. They look like like I I don't know I don't know how I've been building this whole time without them. I'm getting on Amazon as soon as we're done recording this and getting a pair for sure. Like eight bucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. And they come in different colors. You can get the bass flops, like trout. They even have lobster flops now. Like, really? They got lobsters. They got northern pike ones because that would be. <laughs> probably That'd there's be the like, bomb. like there's so many different kinds now <laughs> i love it that is a that is cool so um as we because inevitably we have to talk about it we like we have to talk about the buzz Lightyear suit mm-hmm. like 100 percent uh first of all where the inspiration come so you know I, I i watched toy story as a kid i love toy story it was always fun um but uh it also kind of I draw inspiration from my older brother, Stefan, as well. Um, I love all my siblings, but Stefan kind of like sparks the 3D printing because he was the one that first gave it to me. Um, but he loves space and uh, everything about it. Um, and when I, I, I like Toy Story, but when I, when I saw Lightyear, I saw that suit like in the teaser trailer and I was like, no way, that, that thing is sick. Like that is the coolest suit ever. It's like a spacesuit, but it's also like Toy Story. Um, and I just, I couldn't get enough of it. And it was like, it was in the back of my head as I was building like helmets and stuff. I was like, I could really make this. I really want to make that. Um, and then Johan made the files for it. And I like paid up front, pre-ordered that thing. And the instant he sent me those files, I, uh, I started building. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was about... 50 days it took me from from print to finish it was mm-hmm. the it was the fastest i've ever built and but i also feel like it's one of my cleanest builds i was spending two to three hours a day out in my out in my shop just like going at it you know sanding painting wh- like wet sanding it was just a mad dash i couldn't get it out of my head until i finished it um and i managed to finish it the day of the premiere like i put i put everything on the day of the premiere and it was it's it's still weird to me like Mm -hmm. i i look at it it's kind of behind me it's still like i look at it and i'm like that's mine like Mm -hmm. it's still weird that you know less than two months ago i didn't own this thing Mm -hmm. so and you didn't buy it nobody else owns one like it like that's it and it looks phenomenal i mean it looks you know, because that's one of the things I thought was cool about, the, you know, just like you said, seeing the the Lightyear trailers, it's like there's Buzz Lightyear, like the toy from Toy Story. Yep. And then there's Buzz Lightyear here where like things look more realistic, more functional, more. And the suit is just like, like if you tried to, it wouldn't look near as cool as if you attempted to build it to look like Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. Right. But this looks like like borderline space marine, like badass yes. Buzz yes. Lightyear. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's what I love about it. Um, but the i think the most uh intricate like strenuous part of the suit was the stickers Mm -hmm. the the suit i i had to like kind of make my own font because i couldn't find a font anywhere for it so i had found a free font and like modified it so it looks like the tactical buzz lightyear font because i I can't find it Mm -hmm. um and then there's like 85 stickers throughout the suit, you know, like release, open, unlock, th- like on every single part. And they're like tiny. So I used my cricket, and for like hours, I was like until 2 a.m. I was like sitting over the suit, hand placing all these little decals, <laughs> the triangles, the vents. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, it was it was worth it. Like I I was so excited about this. It, it made me so happy. And to finally finish it, I was like 
this is awesome. Like this is this is this is a step out of because obviously Iron Man. It was like a step away from that into mm-hmm. something that I could wear, and I and I I absolutely love it. So cool. Yeah. Did you wear it to the premiere? I did not. Oh, I, I wore. I got my mom. Uh, major credit to my mom. Love her to death. She she sewed me like a. I bought a jumpsuit and she sewed on Lightyear and the Space Ranger decals. Oh, she like nice. hand cut them and sewed. Yeah, coolest thing ever. So I wore that to the premiere. Um, I haven't like officially debuted the suit in public. I've worn it personally and gotten pictures and videos. Um, but my very first premiere of the suit will be next month. So the like July twenty eighth, I believe, in GalaxyCon in Raleigh, mm-hmm. North Carolina, which I think is perfectly fitting that Buzz Lightyear will be at Galaxy GalaxyCon. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, is that about where you're at out on the East Coast? Yeah. So I'm I'm in South Carolina, so it's not too too far of a drive. Um, oh, okay. So, so no, like Ryro and all of them are in St. Louis. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, <laughs> so terrible cosplay. He's like two hours from me up in North Carolina. We actually ventured out his way for Planet Con. Mm. Um, it was like 16 hours. We like drove through the night, got to his place at like 9 a.m., I think. And we're like, <laughs> oh, it's daytime outside. And then yeah. kind of slept and then drove out to act like to Planet Con um, that day. <laughs> yep. So James and I wore our Iron Zombies. That is, yeah, I saw the picture of that. How is, um, so how are you a pretty avid con person in terms of attending or just kind of here and there? So I've actually, I've really gotten into it. I, I really, you know, it, it's a fun place to go, um, especially with my friends. Uh, and uh, I just, it, it's just fun because I get to meet new people. Um, and I had actually, we weren't originally going to go. And then James was like, Adam Savage is going to be there. And I was like, oh, we're going. Like, there's, there's no, there's no question. We're going. Um, because I, Adam Savage has been honestly my lifelong role model. Uh, I've ever since I was in like kindergarten, I've watched Mythbusters and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I've watched tested everything and, uh, you know, just for the chance to meet him. Um, and that's where I gave him the, the Mark one Adam Savage that I made. Um, yeah. So I like to go to cons, uh, especially if I can meet, you know, people, but you know, if they're, if they're relatively close, I'll throw my suit on, I'll walk around. It's fun just to meet new people and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Uh, do you, do you range out much from kind of the East coast area? Have you done any like real far ones other than PlanetCon? <laughs> so actually like the first cons I had really been to, uh, was Vegas. Mm. We all flew into Vegas in February. And that was like, actually the first time I had met all of the guys, like both Mike's James and, uh, Rafi that we all were like, let's go to Vegas for, uh, level up con. And we, we pulled the trigger on it. We flew out there, met up, had a crazy weekend with each other. Um, and, uh, then after that, the next con was the Kansas con. So like the very first cons I've really like gone to, um, were nowhere close to where I live. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, how nerve wracking is it packing up the suit for a flight? So when you have a destroyed suit, not at all. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like cram everything like they weren't even really like protected suitcases i had three three suitcases between me and uh cool cosplay uh because we flew out together from atlanta so like i kind of just like tetris the suit inside of itself and then like stuffed it in there didn't really put padding suit wasn't even broken and even if it did break mm. i mean it's already a zombie suit that you yeah. just 
you know, glue back together. Um, so yeah, it was, it wasn't that nerve wracking, but when we went up to Kansas, that still wasn't, I don't really think anything broke that much, but, uh, buzz I'm like, it's my baby now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't risk that. It's, it's pretty strong. I've reinforced that thing a lot. Um, I'm just, the mobility of it's also great. Uh, I can walk around, I can sit, you know, that's mm. so freeing, you know, I can walk up to a chair and sit on half of it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't think that one's gonna be too difficult to, to, you know, pack up and stuff, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm really going to want to fly with that thing because that torso, the torso is solid. Um, so that one doesn't unbuckle or separate from itself. It's just a solid piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd be nervous about, um, how's that? Um, is it just kind of like mid abdomen up is all one solid thing that you kind of put your arms through and put on. So the model itself is you, you kind of take the, you take the, the, the chest and you'll like slip your arms through. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm, I don't want to do that. Like that doesn't, the doom suit is actually the entire part of it. This is all one solid piece with EVA foam. It's still flexible, but I have to like slip through. And I didn't want to keep doing that, raising and taking the entire thing off of me. So what I did on Buzz was where my underarms will connect to the chest. Those pop out. I have magnets on them. So my underarms will actually connect to the chest of the back piece. So I can just pop them off, place the suit on, take the suit off. Um, and then the abs will go under that. And then the cod piece sits on top kind of the abs. Mm-hmm. So that also gives it way more, you know, mobility where I can move around, uh, that there's no intersecting parts, but it was designed extremely well by Johan. He, he did a fantastic job with that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It looks incredible. The, uh, I remember the first time I saw, because, you know, when you kind of like bounce around the cosplay community, especially the 3d printing cost cosplay community, you see tons of really awesome variants of Iron Man um, and several other heroes. And then it was like, this crazy dude is doing Buzz Lightyear. And it is like one of the, and I think at that point, I, yeah, it wasn't even close to being finished yet. But it was like so cool, like right up through it. I was like, oh my God. Like I couldn't couldn't wait to see that thing finished. And yeah, it didn't let down. I mean, the final video, that, or at least the most recent video that you posted, it was just like, geez. Yeah, I, I, I put you know, blood, sweat, and tears in that suit. Like <laughs> I was out into my garage at like 2 a.m. Like, mm-hmm. like sanding my fingers down, just going at, like I, I needed to get that thing done and uh, it paid off. I actually, I, I have my plastic dome that, that gets here. I think now, I think it was just delivered. So I can finally put the plastic dome. There's a few other modifications I'm going to do, um, but I'm making that thing awesome. And there are upgrades. I don't want to spoil the movie. There's some upgrades to the suit that hopefully will be modeled that i'll be putting onto that thing uh but it's just perfect i love that Mm -hmm. i love the suit yeah so um when we get in the nitty-gritty because it looks so good uh for you do you kind of like a have a a standard process that you go to when it comes to doing post-production on parts as in like from print to finish yeah yeah so my mine's kind of basic uh I, i follow what's always worked for me, which is pretty common within, you know, the community. I use, uh, I have my Ryobi palm sander for basically knocking everything out, but with my sandpaper, I'll go 40, 60, 80, 120, 200. And that basically will make it like a smooth finish. I'll use my filler primer on top of that, maybe a coat or two, uh, just depending on how, how much I need, but I'll also use spot filler bondo to just get in any nicks and crannies that are 
you know, messed up. After that dries, I use the palm sander again from 220 to 400, smooth it out. And then I'll put my first coat of primer, like my base. I typically use like a, a flat black primer just to get that, but it's not perfect. It's still, you know, it's still just grit paper. That's kind of scuffed it up a bit. Um, but it's to 400 grit, which is good. And then once that's dried, I start wet sanding. I do overkill on my wet sanding. I'll go from 600 grit to sometimes 2000 buzz was up to 1500 grit because I, I didn't order any higher grit, but now I have higher grit. So I'll, I'll wet sand each part, which is painstaking and really frustrating going like six, eight, a thousand, 1200, 1500. Um, and uh, once that's done, I throw the next coat, like my base coat on, uh, flat black. So that should be perfectly smooth. I do a clear coat on that, which is odd. I, like, I, I base coat, then clear coat, and then I start putting my colors on top of that clear coat. So what's nice is you can use a white or a black, depending on what you want to, to show through. So if you do a white, the colors will be much lighter on a gold, or if you use a black, they'll be much heavier, especially on reds. Reds will show through. If you want a dark, use a, you know, use a, a black base coat, but if you want them to be like kind of pinker, you'll mm -hmm. use a, you'll use a white. Um, and then I just go through my painting, um, airbrushing, you know, all of that. And then I'll do uh, my 1K clear coat, but I do have 2K and I, I have actually been upgrading to start using the airbrush and everything to paint with a, uh, you know, automotive, like 2k clear coat, which I'll be getting into like in a month or two. Yeah. The, I think you're right. The fact that it's a, it's a process that's pretty standard. Um, yeah. and it is, I mean, I think everybody uses some variant of that. Everybody and their brother's trying to find a way around sanding. Oh. Like everybody's like, Oh, you know, maybe if I just do this, I won't have to sand as much. Or maybe if I do this, like, no, nah, bro, you just got to sand it. That, like, that's the thing. And it's, I, I don't, I, I've never understood why, why it's like oh i don't want to sand like i get it like I, I completely understand you don't want to sand i sat out in my garage for like five hours sanding buzz in like one day and mm -hmm. i was i was burnt at the end of it <laughs> but i mean you could go through and you could coat it or do whatever you want but it's like you can just sand it yeah just sand it that's all you got to do and get a, if, if you don't want to hand sand it get a palm sander and they work mm -hmm. perfect mm -hmm. um i mean the lower grit you start with if you don't want to cut through the material you don't want to sand down and rip the material apart like if you start with a low enough grit you can knock out major layer lines but it also goes back to making sure your printer's calibrated and making sure you know you have the smallest amount of layer lines you have possible so that when you do sand it's not much sanding to get rid of those layer lines mm -hmm. yeah the uh and i always have that debate with myself whenever i'm starting a new print like what uh, how fine a detail i want to go with and a lot of it comes down to excuse me like you know if i'm working all week and i'm going to start the print on monday i'll go ahead and do a higher resolution i'm not going to be able to touch it until next weekend anyway so if it goes from being a two to four day print so be it you know big deal right uh in my opinion anyway i, I just feel like i feel like filaments dirt cheap so yes. it's like i don't even bother with how much the only time i get frustrated it isn't even because i lost filament it was just because when you're like doing like the four day print and it fails like 75 percent of the way through and you're yep. just like oh god dang it you know what i mean that kind of stuff um do you use the epoxy resin at all uh for like smoothing um or... that you know the funny there i know there's like a bit of a debate about this i know there are some people oh god, who... i'm not doing that I, people yeah. that do that it's like i'm not gonna tell you what to do i'll tell you that i'll never do that mm -hmm. like no but but epoxy resin for like what do you mean i've used it before um because originally 
you know, when I was like new to the game, somebody had mm-hmm. talked about, they had talked about two different things. One was the epoxy resin and the other one was the UV activated resin, which folks, if you're out there and somebody suggests you use UV activated resin on your prints, don't do it. Like just full stop. Like yep. you're putting yourself in the environment at a ton of risk mm-hmm. to save you a little bit of sanding. Don't do it. Um, now the epoxy resin, on the other hand, it's a pain in the ass to work with. And I don't use it on all my prints and I don't even necessarily use it for the sake of smoothing. I like to use it on some parts if I just want to add an extra layer of firmness to it. You know know what I mean? Like if I'm doing a helmet or if I'm doing a gauntlet, I won't do anything to it. But sometimes like the shin guards and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I and the show that I'm not using it for smoothing, I usually do it on the inside, you know, because it adds an extra layer of just like stiffness to it, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. areas that I know are going to be potentially high impact, right? you know, Mm -hmm. and, and even then, you know, you catch a, catch a little bit of hell for it. Cause there's, you know, there are people out there who are like, and I understand why, cause it's one of the tricks that people like to use just to try and get around sanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and to tell you the truth, when I first started doing it and I, when I first started doing, it, I was doing it for the sake of smoothing it out mm-hmm. only to figure out it doesn't really save you any time. No, and it actually costs you time. Cause you're spending all that and time more putting money. the resin on when you could just be sitting out with a palm sander, sanding yep. the crap off it. You well, know? then you got to sand it down after anyway. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, if you're gonna if you're gonna sand the resin down or any other coating, just just sand it. Just yeah. sand the raw print. Yeah, yeah. And I found that out the first time I did something. Um, yeah, I, and I I'd printed it just like normal, like normal quality, and I'd put a layer of epoxy resin on it. And then you have to, you know, you have to wait like so long for it to dry. Yes. And then I, and then you have to definitely have to put the mask and goggles on if you're going to sand that thing, especially with a mm-hmm. palm sander, because the amount of dust that's going to kick up. And it's like, after I got done sanding all that off, I'm kind of looking at it like, this Was literally it looks it? like it, what it would have looked like if I would have just sanded it in with my 60 grit to begin with anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see what the big difference is. Yeah. The, uh, that's, that's one of those bizarre things. And yeah, I, I cannot, I, I try not to like go on a soapbox um, on this podcast, but that UV activated resin, oh. like, oh, it is so bad. It is so bad. I, I just don't understand. I mean, if, if they want to do that, sure, but it's it's just not smart. It's just the amount of money you have to pay for it, then get it done, wait for it to dry. I know that UV, that stuff cures fast, but I, I like to sand and not potentially put my life in danger with that. Right. So. <laughs> Well, and I think what you have happening is you have uh, a lot of people who are new to doing this mm-hmm. and they don't know ahead of time and understandably so how much time it takes post-production. Like, you, you know, it's not like Star Trek mm-hmm. where you just walk up to it and press Buzz Light, your suit, and it pops yeah. out and all you have to do is paint it. Right. You know, um, and so the people are struggling with, oh my God, this takes forever to sand. And then somebody's like, oh, hey, here's a really quick way to get it done faster. And they latch onto it and they're like, let's do it, you know? And then you're just making a mess. And that's, that's, that's not, I was, I was interested in it when somebody first told me about it. Cause the person who told me about it, like, and at that time I'd never even done any resin printing. Mm -hmm. So I'd done like no work with resin whatsoever. Like, Oh yeah, there's this resin and you could just spread it on a hit with the UV light and it hardens. And it's like, boom, I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I decided to like, you know, go to Google and do a little bit of research on it. Found out like how like terrible it is for you. If you get any of that on your skin or, it gets into, you know, even if you dribble some on the ground, it's, mm-hmm. it's bad. And I'm just like, what's the point of this again? Why are, why are we doing this? The, um, what, uh, what's next for you? I know you, you did Buzz Lightyear. Do you got the next great build idea clunking uh, around in there? Yeah, I have a few. I've already started printing them. Um, so I'll say, I, I can't really get into too much detail, 
<laughs> all I will say is uh, something has to do with Halo. I can't can't really get into too much detail about. Are you that. doing just, Cortana? No, oh. I know I'd be a perfect model for that. <laughs> um, I it's it's just like a it's a thing that's happening. I can't really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that there's one Halo. I am making the Iron Samurai. I oh, tidal wave designs. So it, it is like that one's also kind of technically Halo, I guess. He took the the yokai, I believe that's the one. It's the kind of samurai looking suit, and uh, I was like, perfect. So I got him to help modify the suit into like this, you know, old Iron Man but new age Iron Man, um, Iron Samurai, because I have the helmet and I have the katana. I want the suit because it's mo- mobile and I can run around in it. Um, <laughs> so that one will be fun, and then. Uh, I also have the, you know, the Iron Patriot. Oh, yeah. No, oh, because I'm Canadian. Uh, I, I have the Canadian Patriot as well. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll be making the Canadian Patriot uh, for next year. Uh-huh. Um, but now that I have Buzz, it's kind of just like, cool, it's done. Now I got to make something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the next great thing? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I know you don't want to get into it, and that's awesome uh, what you're talking about, because that's like, I've got a suit that I'm working on now. And after that, I'm already thinking Halo because yep. I got some, because I'm, a, I'm like an OG Halo nerd. Like I right. remember buying the first Halo, like when it came out for the original Xbox and, and uh, I love getting on Halo infinite and getting my butt kicked by 12 year olds all the time. It's so much fun. Uh, and that's great. Like the awesome thing about Halo is that you can say you're working on Halo and it doesn't really give a lot away. Because there's oh, like a zillion variants the, you can do. That's the thing. The, uh, but the thing I don't like about Halo is when I wear my Doom suit, everyone's like, oh, are you Master Chief? I'm like, it's a green, <laughs> just because it's a green suit doesn't mean it's Halo. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, the, the Halo suit would be fun. And uh, yeah, I guess Iron Samurai is a Halo suit mashup as well. But I kind of like it because it hasn't been done before. It's something that'll be fun, but it, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be cool. So after that, not really sure. I know I, I want to make a War Machine one, like the original and the Mark One Iron Man. Yeah, it is. It is. I know it's well contested. But it is. I, I personally think that is the best Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. Like that is what Stark built in a cave. It is the coolest suit. I've. I. I want a Mark One suit. So I've made multiple helmets, like Mark Ones. I just want to make the whole suit. I think it'd be a lot of fun. The um. Gosh, the other one that's really awesome is the um, I just saw this guy who did this and wore it to a con. It was the one from the what if, um, you know, the captain. Oh, Carter the, one. the um, um, Hydra no, it's not the Hulk, but Hydra Smasher, yeah, Hydra, yeah, uh, that's Selgato 3D, yes, that dude is insane, right? He's made the the, the Hydra Stomper, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. so he he made the Stomper, he's made the Mark One think it was one of the nova dude is absolutely insane with his builds like when mm-hmm. i see them i'm like all right this isn't fair I like i want to make it you're already <laughs> done with that so but yeah salgado is, is insane with his stuff like i appreciate him and i've been following him for for quite a while now um when i first saw like his hydra helmet i was like no way and then he posted <laughs> it and i was like wow that is a lot of work dude like mm-hmm. yeah so he's yeah. done he's done crazy work yeah, the um, that's the crazy thing about um, Instagram. It's just like every day I see something else that I'm just like, oh my god, like what is that? And it it's like five percent disheartening, right? But then on the other hand, it's like ninety five percent inspiring. Like I got up my game. Yep. Like I got to bring it now because otherwise, whew, 
Yeah, that, I feel that. I, I honestly, when I first started, like really getting into it, um, when I when I first met James and Mike, they they really pushed me to like do better because their work was already so high up. I'm getting there. I'm close to getting up to their work. I'm not perfect yet. Um, but yeah, I think the constructive criticism throughout the community is insane. And just like everyone's cool. And it's just, it's just the outreach to them and you can chat with them. Um, they're, they're really cool. And yeah, it's, it's really inspiring to see other people's work. Like JJJ 3d mm. dude, dude's work is, is phenomenal. Like yes. he came out of nowhere and just started dropping stuff. And I was like, all right, this isn't fair. Like you, you, this isn't cool. You, you started off at like peak and you're still there and you're getting better. How? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But that dude's just ridiculously, uh, you know, his work is insane. So the um, other than them, who are some of your favorite uh, people to follow and see what they're up to? Oh man. So, I mean, other than the boys, uh, they're like Salgado, that dude makes insane work. Um, The modelers, I really, I, I think most of, most of what inspires me is like the modelers that I interact with. Um, and like, there's, there's builders like, you know, JJJ. Um, but the modelers are the guys who like, I, I chat with Walsh 3d and Vec 3d Vec 3d was like the original modeler that, uh, James put me on. And he's the guy that like, I interacted with, you know, he's my age and we kind of like hit it off. And then I was like, Hey, this is a cool idea. And that's where the iron Loki originated from, uh, from the, from the nightclub helmet. And, uh, he, I interacted with him and then, you know, Walsh 3d came about and now we have levy 3d. Um, and it's just really cool guys that I've, I've been able to chat with and be like, ah, this is really cool. What if we did it this way? And, you know, they're like, no problem, dude, let, let's get it. So the, the modelers are really the guys like I hang out with Walsh and Vec on, on, uh, on the discord a lot, um, and chat with them, uh, eat, pray, nub, uh, trace, super cool guy. Uh, uh, I, I recently met him a while ago. Um, and, uh, his models are crazy. He actually, that was his savage spider. Um, that one was really fun to make. And I also like his models because they're more like weird weird models he he does he doesn't just strictly do specific iron man or or marvel sometimes he he really delves into cooler stuff like the savage spider helmet Mm -hmm. um and then johan johan just throws like massive files out here like every month like his patreon is all like every time i open it up it's like here's three more suits like the buzz suit and i'm like okay cool now i have more stuff to print so yeah (laughs) well the modelers are the uh, they are like the, the un, yeah yeah the unspoken of backbone of the entire i don't even you know just of the community because mm-hmm. holy cow and they blow my mind like i'm on ryro's patreon because yep. some even some of the stuff that ends up in there i'm just like oh my god and yep. it's frustrating because they turn out so much crap but something great will come out and i'll be like <laughs> yeah, that's print. it and i'll get the files and i'll start printing it and then like two days later another one comes i'm like i want to do that one now so then you it put is, that one on hold and print the new one. And then you have a hallway with 12 helmets because you wanted to print the next one and you keep printing the next one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. NTX, NTX, uh, dude, he, he, he worked with me. We made that like superior concept helmet, which I still need to get done. Um, <laughs> uh, NTX is also a super cool guy. Um, uh, his models are great. I just love the community because you can message a modeler and ask for help and they're more than help you, uh, more than happy to help you um 
to learn how to model or to modify something. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the um, and the modelers, yes, and the community as a whole. Yes. Like it, it amazes me, especially when I was, cause I'm like, you know, I'm not, I think four months that I've been like serious, serious printing. Um, and so, you know, when that happens and you're like walking into this world, it's like, you, you don't know up from down half the time. Right. And the amount of people that I've been able to reach out to and they they've been like, so like free with their time and help and advice. And, you know, there was a, a guy by the name of Scott who, um, I believe he's from kind of the, the St. Louis like maker space area. Okay. Yeah. He was, um, he's good friends with Kayla who was on the podcast mm -hmm. and he popped in on one of my live streams and heard me whining about my CR 10 max. And on the side, he started DMing me and this week we got it up and working again. Oh really? So, yeah. I mean, this is okay. a guy who could have just been like, Oh, he's having, Oh, well, it's probably this and just moves on with his life. Instead mm -hmm. he like went out of his way to reach out to me be like, Hey, I hear you have a problem. How can I help with that? You know? Yeah. Um, that's the, it is probably one of the coolest communities I've ever, mm -hmm. ever had the pleasure to be a part of. Right. It's, it's really uplifting too. And I just like the fact that, you know, some of my closest friends now are people from the community mm -hmm. that like, I mean, we are, we already have cons planned, like even next year, because it's just like, you know, Mike's out Arizona, James is in uh, St. or you know, Illinois. So like, we all need to figure out when we get together, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just meeting new people that also do the same kind of stuff you do. But I just like that I can throw ideas out there and then they come back to me and uh, we kind of just talk it out and figure out the coolest thing to do. Um, yeah. And that's just, that's just the really cool part. So, mm -hmm. And I'm sure, uh, you, you know, it sounds like we're a lot in the same boat, like over like the last, like how many months I've made some really great friends, people that I talk to sometimes every day, you yes. know, um, and all of them I've yet to meet in person, you know, okay. it's just yeah. kind of like the way, the way those things go until it is mm -hmm. like, I think there's a few of us who are going to be going to uh, C2E2 in Chicago here at the beginning okay. of August. Um, and then after that, hopefully WonderCon next March. Uh, but that's, okay. that's the way it goes. But yeah, like what a time to be alive that at least like we have social media to, you know, sort of have these interactions. Had this been like 20 years ago, like, no, you, yeah, no, not at all. And that's, that, what that's things, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. I was going to say the, what I thought it wasn't really weird, but you know, when I was with, when I first met Cole Cosplay, I was like, what's up, man? Like, cool. I haven't met you before. I've known you for a, well, quite a while now. And then when we landed in Vegas and I first saw like third dimension builds, just like, what's up, man? Like yeah. cool to find, there's like nothing weird about it. And then we yeah. like all hung out and just had a great time. There was like, absolutely. It wasn't uncomfortable. It wasn't weird. It wasn't like, Oh, this is who you are. It was like, no, you're just like a really good friend of mine and we're just hanging out now. So yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't know it never came up in the chat, but y'all just love to wear Crocs and y'all showed up wearing them and everything was great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I got to ask those as a side note. Where did that, where did that start? Where did that whole thing start? So I, I want to say, so I know James had a pair. I also had a pair and we kind of just joked around with it. And it went to the point where I would like, I would wear my fit it with hammerhead like when i made hammerhead and then i wore it in the shower with my fish flops on mm -hmm. um in my tuxedo uh yeah so like that's kind of where it started and then we got third dimension builds his pair um we got vec 3d his pair 
Um, and then Colt Cosplay as well. I think he has his pair. But yeah, I really just started like, I think James had it and I had them because I had stolen this pair from my brother. I don't know where he got his. And then just, I don't know where James got his. And then we kind of just, now we just exclusively wear them. It's mm-hmm. just enjoyable. You got the perfect airflow, right? <laughs> it, they look cool. I wear them when I go to like the lake and stuff. So I, I, I don't, I don't even know. Like I all of a sudden I'm like, it like came out of nowhere. Like I'm just scrolling through social media and all of a sudden oh, there's all this like hate going on towards Crocs. And I'm like, well, that's because, you know, rogue, rogue, um, gallery cosplay i really hope i didn't butcher that like i talk to them all the time rogue gallery is that what it is yeah yeah Yeah. cool all right i didn't want to butcher that um (laughs) you know they wear the the less desirable footwear and they think you know crocs are better but you know we we don't have to argue about that uh it's i just think fish flops are cool and they're instantly recognizable yeah i've talked to rose gal i'm gonna have to reach out to him a couple times they they are honestly the nicest individuals you will ever meet those those are another huge player dude like Mm -hmm. they're they're just it's a cool couple uh i don't know who i'm chatting which one i'm chatting to sometimes but um (laughs) it's like they're just so kind and like they're more than willing to help you out with stuff and the stuff they do make is like top tier as well like Mm -hmm. it is ridiculous the work that they do um but it's like genuinely they're just a really enjoy- enjoyable people to talk to. Mm-hmm. So it's because of the cause of the Crocs. That's why. That's 100 percent why. I'm gonna reach out to them, let them know I've got their back on this whole thing. Okay, so. sure. <laughs> you see, I, for me it was funny because like I, I legitimately I don't think right now I even own a pair of Crocs. Um, but for years I worked in a hospital. And let me okay. tell you, like Crocs were like the thing because they think? were comfortable and any kind of bodily fluid you would get just on them. Wash off. You just threw them in the sink, washed them off, hung them up to dry, right. and put your backup pair on and went back to work. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's been, oh my God, nine years now since I've worked in the medical field. Okay. And I guarantee you in that nine years, I haven't gone and bought a new pair. You know, that was the only reason I ever had him was because you were, you know, you were out right. on the hospital floors every day <clears throat> and I was in a post-surge unit. So there was everything, from, okay. you know, urine to blood to wound vax to, yeah, you didn't want to wear a nice shiny pair of tennis shoes in there. Just throw some Crocs on. Just throw Call some Crocs day. on. Yeah. Yeah. Keep a couple, extra, keep a pa- extra pair and a couple pairs of socks in your locker and you were good to go. Right. So, <laughs> well, all right, man. Well, Hey, we're, uh, we're getting up against the clock. Any, uh, okay uh any uh advice you want to give to any new builders out there any cosplayers interested in getting into it so i I would say that the the advice that i have is um just never stop building i know it sounds super cliche it like but i i still own you know they're they're away so i don't have to look at them i do look at them but like the first helmets i personally ever built i still have them i will always have them and i will cherish them because as you grow as a builder and you make new things you know, it might get you down because you see people's work that's like phenomenal. And you're like, man, my work's, it will never get there. But if you look at your first work to what it is now, it's like, oh my God, like I've really, really just, I've gotten better. And like, even from my doom suit to my buzz suit, even two years apart, it's like insane to see the differences between them. So yes, honestly, my advice is just never stop building, but also like reach out to people you never know what's going to happen from it um i have you know four best friends that we talk every day and we just have a good time and just the connections you make with people is is really i think that's the best part of the Mm -hmm. 3d printing is the fact that i have people now that are i'm really close to yeah and our numbers grow and one day we will take over the world and it will be a better world (laughs) yes you know 3d printers in every household (laughs) 
Yes, yes. <laughs> and well, that's all we'll talk about every day. And then eventually there will be a civil war between the croc faction and the fish fish oh. flop faction. Oh, but... dude, originally it was the pineapple on the pizza versus no pineapple, but we're not gonna get into that one. <laughs> I, I don't want to start that back up. That's that was the original entry. <clears throat> but and, and pineapple on a pizza is gross. Oh no! Are we on the opposite side of that, I, one too? dude? I I eat anything on a pizza, especially <laughs> that's pineapple. true. That's you true. Know, a, a nice Hawaiian, the sweet and tang. All right, all right, all right. All right fair <laughs> enough. Well, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure, but <laughs> <laughs> it has. It really has. It, Other it, than it, the footwear and and food, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, uh, uh, dude. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show. Um, and thank you for inviting me. This was awesome. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll we'll keep in touch, and we'll talk to you again in the future. Of course. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right. So that was the episode with Daniel. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun talking to him. I want to thank each and every one of you for liking, subscribing, sharing word of mouth, all these things that help this podcast grow. I'm going to get out of here before I go. I want to say I love all of you. Hope you take care of each other and we'll talk to you next time.